When I first came across the compound effect, the concept blew my mind. As you likely know, I'm a big fan of creating epic results through smaller, consistent actions, but I hadn't really stopped to think about why that worked. For example, why recording one podcast episode seemed inconsequential at any one time, but over time warms leads and converts clients on repeat. Or how one Instagram post feels like merely a blip on the radar, and yet posting daily adds value, establishes credibility, and builds trust with my audience. Plus, how those strategies themselves haven't really changed since the beginning of my business, but my results most certainly have. So in today's episode, we're doing a deep dive on exactly how the compound effect applies to your business and where I see people getting stuck when it comes to leveraging it for bigger results. If you're someone who thinks that more time, hard work, and hustle are a requirement for hitting the big income goals you have in the coming year, keep listening because we're going to turn that idea on its head and you definitely don't want to miss out on this one. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. Hello, hello, my simple shifters. I hope you're having an incredible week. I am having an incredible week, but I'm also getting ready to leave for Thailand and the Maldives. So I am so freaking excited. I was thinking about how I recorded that beautiful episode for you on how I manifested my trip to the Maldives. And now we have all of this stuff happening with new variants. And I got emails from Singapore Airlines that they have changed their like vaccine fast pass. I was like, I don't even know what that is, but <laughs> that I'm no longer eligible for that on my current flight. So I don't know, there might be some wild card things happening when it comes to that trip and exactly how that unfolds. But I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? This is such an amazing example as to how getting so locked in on like, I am going on this trip <laughs> and how mindset is so incredibly important because. I feel like a former version of myself could really get wrapped up in all of this fear and thoughts that maybe this trip won't happen, maybe it won't unfold and so on and so on. And I really just haven't even let myself go there to be perfectly honest. And I'm just locked in on the idea that like, you know what, even if something did happen, even if, you know, they close the borders again or something like that goes on. Not that I can control any of that, but I am so locked in on the idea that I am going on this trip eventually. So whether that happens now, which again, fingers crossed, I'm still planning on that happening. But even if that doesn't necessarily happen now, I know that I am going on that trip one way or another eventually, whether that's this week or next year or whatever, right? So just want to give you a quick update on that because 
I was thinking about how I recorded that episode ahead of time and I was like, huh, interesting. Like, I wonder if when that airs, I will be sitting on a beach or not, but I'm just going with it. I'm deciding that I am. I'm going to be on a lovely beach there and I hope you're all following along on Instagram so that you can hear the latest and greatest there. So that's not what we're here to talk about today. Although I did go and buy travel sized mini shampoo bottles of like everything on the planet yesterday at Target. And I have to tell you that the experience of going to Target before a big vacation, before a trip is like one of my absolute favorite things. And I cannot resist tiny little travel size things. I was thinking about this yesterday when I was standing in the aisle, like picking out what I needed. And I was like, oh, I'll get a sunscreen and I'll get these like cute little shampoo bottles. And I'll also get um, like few other, you know, miscellaneous items. And I was like, you know what? I probably could make do with what I had at home, but there is just like something about feeling like you have all of your necessities, all the essentials in those cute little bottles that I am just like so here for. So anyway, went on my little shopping expedition for that yesterday and feeling very excited about that. And that's not at all what we're here to talk about today. But again, wanted to give you an update there. So today we're talking about sticking with your strategy in business so that the compound effect can happen. And I'm going to dive into exactly what the compound effect is, how I see results compound for my own clients, how I've seen results compound in my own business. And I really just want to share this with you because I see so many people getting stuck around this one point of confusion in their business. And the reason we're going to dive into this is because once you can recognize that you're doing this, once you can understand that this is a mindset challenge that you have, it's so much easier to catch the pattern when you're in the habit of that happening. And of course, once you have that awareness around the pattern, the pattern itself is easier to shift. So that's really my goal today is just to make it easier for you to identify that pattern when it happens in your own business so that you can recognize it and shift it and hopefully get out of this cycle of like changing things up, changing up the strategy in your business so that you can actually see bigger results. So this is one of those places where I really see people getting stuck because what will happen is they will try something, especially if you're new in business, especially, especially because I feel like I did this so much when I was early on in my design business. But what I see happening is we have some like vague idea of how business is supposed to go, right? How it's supposed to work. And I think that For the most part, I really believe business is actually very simple, right? I think the actions themselves aren't complicated, but what happens is our brain likes to overcomplicate them. So you may know logically that in order to get clients, you need to put out some sort of marketing content to initiate that relationship. You may know that you have to nurture that relationship over time. So that probably means continuing to put out that content, continuing to market your business, and then of course, transform that relationship. Now, sometimes that happens on a faster timeline when it comes to referrals, but I think those same pieces still apply, right? So I think back to my design business, which was largely almost entirely built on referrals. 
And those pieces of like initiating the relationship. So someone would reach out via email and say, Hey, Amanda, I have this friend who's looking for XYZ design piece. I think you guys would be a great fit. You can take it from here, right? So that's the initiating nurturing usually looked like some sort of email exchange, right? Like, Hey, I can totally help with that, whatever. And then getting them on a call, right? So like making an invitation for them to take that next step. And then we would hop on a call. We would talk about exactly what they needed and decide next steps from there essentially, right? So transforming that relationship from a potential client relationship to a paying client relationship. And I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I really think you guys just cannot hear it enough because I want you to understand that it's really not a complicated thing. Like this is how businesses are built, especially online businesses. So even if it's a referral, that process remains the same, right? And I think that paying client relationships can take all different kinds of journeys, right? So sometimes there is a longer timeline that we need to nurture those potential clients so that we can turn them into paying clients. But all of this to say that business is not complicated. It's the thoughts that we bring to those actions, the very ones that I just mentioned, that make business seem overcomplicated. It makes it seem confusing. It makes it seem like we need all of these parts and pieces because that's that's simply what we're told, right? I think that the longer I'm in this online business space, the more I see how noisy it is and how much more we're like over complicating it, right? And that's just something to really notice here because when you can really get anchored in on that idea, that thought, that business is actually really simple. Sales is actually really simple. It may not feel simple in this moment. It may feel more complicated. You may feel overwhelmed from time to time, but business is actually really simple. The easier it is for you to anchor into that belief and for you to see examples, to build up evidence of ways in which that is true so that you're not constantly looking to overcomplicate the process of landing clients and making money in your business. So where I see people get stuck with that is they're changing up the strategy too soon. And this doesn't always look like the strategy, right? So sometimes it really is the marketing strategy. They're layering in more things. They get excited about Pinterest, but then it's linked in the next. Or they think they're going to do sales calls, but so-and-so decided that um, the DMs actually worked better for them and they heard that. So now they want to try that instead, right? So sometimes this constant hopping from strategy to strategy actually is the thing keeping you stuck. But sometimes this can show up in other sneaky forms. And I think it's important to recognize those forms as well. So sometimes this will look like you changing up your offer, right? So you could decide your offer is going to look one way and then you heard so-and-so is doing VIP days and that actually sounds really cool to you. You love the idea of being paid to work during one solid day of work and just being able to like roll through projects that much quicker. So then you decide, Hey, I'm going to create another offer. That's VIP days. And then you decide, you know what? VIP days are cool, but you know what? I don't actually think that I want all my people to be VIP days. So I think I'm going to do a group coaching program or a group, some sort of group offer. Right? So this is where I see people get stuck because the more 
offers you add to the mix here, the harder it is to become known for any one thing and the harder it is to really see the connection between setting a goal or an intention to sell something in your business and feeling connected to the result of having sold that thing. And I'm trying to think of how I can explain this in a way that makes it even more clear for you to understand. But when you have one thing that you're selling, right? I really think like start with one thing. And I know that there are people out there who will disagree with me on this, but if you are not getting clients right now, then you really would be doing yourself such a favor in deciding what the one thing is that you are going to go all in on selling in this moment. Because what happens is if you aren't clear on that, if you're not clear on what that one thing is, this is where we start to overcomplicate because this is where we're like, well, maybe that one thing can't sell or maybe it's not possible or maybe people don't even want this one thing. And all of those lies that our brains love to tell us pop up and it makes it really hard to see how like it was never actually about the thing that you were selling. It was about getting good at selling it and shifting your mindset around what it took to actually sell that. That changes the game, right? So I'm not saying that there aren't some other pieces involved with that, but I do think on the whole, what I see happening is most people overcomplicating the process there and not really giving themselves that goal or that intention or that timeline even to work at selling that one thing and seeing that to fruition before they're adding more things to the mix. So this is where I think it's so important to get clear on your strategy. I always say this, but it's worth reminding you that nothing is harder than selling when you don't know what you're selling. So get really clear on that. Decide what it is that you are going all in on selling and then stick with that long enough to actually sell it. And I know that that sounds really simple, right? This is almost the part where people just don't want to believe me, right? (laughs) Like they don't want to believe me in that it can be that simple, but really truly it can. Like I remember when I was pivoting from design to coaching, I felt so uncomfortable getting on sales calls, but I also knew that I really wanted to sell this one coaching package and future you looked way different back then, but I knew that like future you was the thing that I was selling and I was so committed to figuring out how to actually sell it, figuring out how to actually get that into the hands of the people who needed it. And I really think that that kind of clarity around that helped me so much because I really didn't have a ton of other things that I was trying like I'm thinking back to it but I think I might have layered in an intensive at one point but I don't even think that at that point I really had much else going on there and I think that actually really helped me because that was the thing that I was really working at getting good at selling that was the thing that when people hopped on sales calls I was pitching I was refining that pitch I was doing it again and again and again until I got really good at it if I had jumped ship and said hey okay I'm gonna switch it up I'm actually gonna do this completely different offer it doesn't seem like people want this it it must be these like other things 
Like, I don't think I actually would have sold it. I don't think I ever would have gotten to that point because there is so much learning that comes through that practice of really going all in on selling that one thing and learning how to sell it. And that is something that happens over time with that kind of like compound effect. And we're going to dive into what that exactly is and what I mean by that. But so often people don't give it enough time or don't stick with it long enough to see that compound effect happen. I've been talking a lot about how consistent actions add up or compound over time for big results. But what happens when you're not exactly a fan of the actions you're taking now, let alone taking them again and again? Honestly, this used to be how I felt about sales, and let me tell you, that mindset made it really difficult to close them. That's why shifting my mindset around selling so I could land clients again and again was an absolute game changer for me and my results. And I'm here to support you in doing the same so you can actually feel good about the actions you're taking on repeat to land clients. Join me for my absolutely free Sincere Sales Coaching Call, where you and I will get to the root of your biggest mindset challenge around sales and shift it so you can create big results of your own. Grab a time that works for you at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales, because I only do a few of these each week. So I first came across the idea of the compound effect on the Life Coach School podcast with Brooke Castillo, and I think it was episode 236. I looked that up before I recorded this podcast, so hopefully I wrote down the right number, but that is the episode that really goes deep on this, and that's when this idea really clicked for me. And I've listened to it actually like multiple times throughout my business journey. Every time I need that kind of reminder that big results are built through smaller steps taken again and again and again. So when I talk about having a consistent, repeatable process in your business for landing clients again and again, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I mean because The actions and the strategy themselves don't change that much. You're probably still selling very similar things in your business year after year after year. Not saying that you can't pivot or, you know, like go in a different direction or decide something different. But I think the difference there is making those decisions from a place of this is working and I'm just feeling more called to go in this different direction versus this isn't working. And instead of figuring out why this isn't working or figuring out where I need to shift my mindset or exactly how I need to go deeper on results in my marketing or figure out exactly how I need to nurture that relationship more with potential clients or some of the other pieces that are actually way more important to your success as a business than the the switching up of the offers because you're when you switch up your offers that many times, when you switch up your marketing strategies that many times, it just doesn't give you that same base, right? So when you have been showing up consistently on the same platform with the same offers for a longer period of time, you are becoming known for that one thing. You are giving people a chance to really know you for something and want to hire you and want to take that next step with you 
you're building your momentum with time, which is where this compound effect comes into play. So the way I think about it is kind of like compound interest, right? So I think we all are familiar with compound interest. I'm sure we all learned it in grade school back in the day. But basically this idea that when you put money in your bank account, that interest is going to compound over time. And if you look at any sort of bar graph or you think back to what that bar graph looked like in grade school when you learned about this, over time, the amount of money that compounds gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So you actually see that like grow exponentially over time. And that's how I think about the actions that we take in our business. That's how I think about those smaller actions that really do build up those compound results over time is that the actions themselves aren't changing all that much. And it's so funny. I just had a client have a 20K month and we were talking about this concept of how the strategy really hasn't changed. The strategy has been basically the same. I've been working with this client for years, but it's been basically the same since the beginning of the business. What changed, however, was the mindset behind it. And the more I work with business owners for... A longer period of time, whether that's, you know, a year or longer, the more I see that the strategy is really something that we nail in the early stages of coaching. We really build that foundation together in the first like six months of coaching. And from there, mindset just becomes more and more and more and more important. Now, not saying mindset isn't important in the beginning. Most of the time, the mindset is the thing that helps you to stick with it long enough to see those results compound, right? So most people can't get to the point where they even get their first client if they don't have the mindset to stick with the marketing strategies, stick with the sales calls, stick with the sales process long enough to get to that point. But I'm just saying that it doesn't become less of a thing. If anything, it becomes more of a thing and more important the more your business grows. So that was what was so interesting to me about this 20K month that this client had was that the strategy was basically the same from the early days of business. And what shifted was the mindset around it was allowing that compound effect to actually happen. So if anything, there's more joy, more spaciousness, more allowing, more flowing in their business than there was in the early days. And I think that that only attracts more of those good things, right? That's that whole concept of like attracts like, right? So when you're a match for what you want more of, of course, it's easier for it to flow in. So I think like that's the mindset component there. But also remember that like rates get raised over time as well. So that's another part of how these results literally compound over time is I think sometimes we want those big results right away, right? We want the like, whatever it is, 
you want the 10k month, you want the 20k month, whatever it is. And you think that it it should happen like tomorrow, right? I think I I definitely had those days early on in my business where I was like, I just don't understand. <laughs> like all these people are talking about like 10k and 20k months. Like this doesn't even seem like within the realm of possibility at that point in my mindset. I just didn't understand how it was possible. And I realize now that the gap there was really just this idea of like, that doesn't happen overnight. And I think that this is where this idea of overnight success really is not helpful. And I think most people who do see that kind of really quick success, you know, most of the time had previous businesses or have been in this like online realm for a while or have tried a few different things, have built up skills and expertise over time. Like even if the business that they have where they just hit that big number a month hit it quickly, most of the time they build up a certain foundation to get to that point. They build up knowledge of how to market their business through a previous business, or they build up the knowledge of how to run an online business, how to invoice, how to communicate with clients, how to do all those things through some sort of previous endeavor, right? And I think we're so quick to discount that. We're so quickly quick to be like, oh yeah, but they said it It happened in like XYZ number of months. And I'm not saying that it didn't. I'm just saying that most of the time, those kind of results are built up over time. And look, this is not to say that results cannot happen quickly. I want to be really clear about that. This does not mean that it has to take you a really long time to get results in your business. Like, this does not have to be true for you. You get to decide what is true for you. But I do want to have this conversation. And I want to give so much permission here because what I see happening and what I've had happen is that we're so quick to beat ourselves up for not being further along in business. We're so quick to be like, but so-and-so started at the same time and they had different results. And the point I want to make here is that That may be true, but there are so many other factors involved, right? There are so many other things that go into that. And really, truly, the gift you can give yourself is deciding that you are going to stick with this long enough to see that compound effect happen. So you're going to stick with selling that one thing that you have decided to go all in on. You are going to stick with that one business that you've decided is the thing for right now. You are going to stick with the two platforms that you have decided that you are going to market your business on. And you are going to stick with that long enough to see your first result. And notice how I say your first result. So most of the time when I hear people saying, oh, well, like I want to have the 10K month. I want to have the 20K month. It's again, it's that wanting to gl- wanting to gloss over all of the stuff in between, right? Wanting to gloss over all of the actions it takes to get there. But again, big results are built by taking smaller actions over time and allowing that compound effect to happen. So the same way you can't run a marathon without running one mile there's no way around it, right? Like you can't land 20 clients before you've landed one. It just doesn't, like there's no way to make that happen. So 
I think that that's the piece that most people want to tap out of where they're like, oh, no, no, no. But I just want the 20 clients like (laughs) just just help me get the 20 clients. Right. But like life doesn't really work that way in most cases. Right. So that's why I love that marathon example. It's because like literally you can't get to mile 26.2 without running mile one first. So you can say, yeah, I only want to run 26.2, but one is going to be on the way to 26.2. And the same way you would train for that by taking smaller runs and building up, the compound effect happens in that too. Like I think marathon training is just such an easy example for me to make because I've done it multiple times, but it's just so applicable here, right? So the same way that I am going to go out for a four-mile run and then a six-mile run and then maybe back to a four-mile run and then an eight-mile run, like the same way that I am building up that endurance, building up that training, building up that capacity to be able to run further, The same thing is true in business. So those smaller actions that we're so quick to discount, we're so quick to say, oh, but this isn't the thing that's going to get me there is is actually like the exact opposite. That's exactly what it takes to get you there. That's exactly what you need to take again and again and again to get to that point. And sometimes that means we have to do a hell of a lot of mindset work and get a hell of a lot of support in the meantime so that we can hang for that long, so that we can actually keep taking actions that are going to get us to that point. The other thing I think is interesting that I want to talk about here is this idea of creating more offers to serve the same audience. And I think this is an interesting topic because it's another, it's like another form of a similar mindset challenge. So I remember way back when, oh my goodness, this was like definitely multiple years ago. I don't even think I had necessarily pivoted to coaching yet, but I remember a live training recording, something like that, that I watched with Tara Gentili that I think is now Tara McMullen, but she had said given the example essentially of like an axe company, random example, but like, you know how people throw axes and like, or chop wood with axes. I don't know. I live in the mountains. I should probably know these things, but, (laughs) but anyway, she was giving the example of like someone that made artisan axes, right? For chopping wood or firewood or whatever. And she was saying that so many companies, so many businesses are really quick to say, okay, well, we know that like people really like our axes. So why don't we build axe accessories, right? Why don't we start making like artisan handles and different shape axes and also these accessories that you can like wear the axes. And of course, this is all my memory of how she was describing this. So take it with a grain of salt here, but (laughs) I think it's still a valuable example to share. And she's like, people are so quick to, you know, build out their offers to serve the exact same audience. But there's also so much value in marketing more and staying essentially lean, staying with the thing that you know already works, you know you're already good at, 
and getting more people aware of and interested in that thing. So with this example, essentially finding more people who want artisan access rather than building more out more accessories and spreading yourself really thin on a bunch of different axe accessories for an audience you already have. And I just thought that that was like such a fascinating analogy for this because this is essentially where what we're talking about here can happen where the tendency is to be like, oh, okay, well, like I already got clients in this offer, right? I already made it work with this one thing. And then we see people spread out with a ton of different programs, offers, services, things, right? And I'm not saying that that's necessarily bad. I think that that's an important point to make here too. I think sometimes that does feel really good for people. And you know, I don't believe in one size fits all approaches. So I think that's important to say. Sometimes it the answer is more online products, offers, group programs, whatever it is. But when, and this is a big but, when you're early on in your business, most of the time that isn't the answer because you haven't figured out how to sell the one thing yet. So adding more things in and spreading yourself really thin with more offers, more PDFs, more programs, more other things, it's just more for you to more work for you, quite frankly. Like that's more sales pages you have to write. That's more marketing emails you have to write. That's more sales content you have to write. That's more programs and products you have to support around. That's more people you have to hold capacity for and support around. Like most of the time, that's not the answer. So when I talk about this, like rinse and repeat method in business, what I'm actually saying is like us getting really good at you doing the one thing over and over and over and over and over again. So that means like you'll probably get clear on your offer, your service, your program, whatever it is. And then you will do the work. You will do the the work to own your expertise, the work to gain visibility, the work to really market consistently, the work to get really good at pitching and selling, the work to do that and improve that offer again and again and again because I mean that's just how businesses grow that's how they skill it's how they how it works again and again and again and look if that doesn't feel good to you I'm not saying you have to do it that way but I do think that that is I mean that is like so useful to think about business in that way even if that isn't necessarily how you want to run your particular business. Like I'm not necessarily forcing this upon you, but I think that it's just so useful to think about your business in that way because I mean, think about it. So the analogy that I find really useful here, just because it's easy for me to wrap my head around is the example of Starbucks, right? So Starbucks does the holiday cups. This is actually very relevant to the time period too. So Starbucks does their holiday cups every year, right? And they may switch up the way they do their holiday cups. So sometimes they have like a different artist do it and they have a different style year over year. And sometimes they have like a slightly different color palette or whatever it is. But the way this rinse and repeat method works is you do it again the following year, right? So no one is sitting in a boardroom, I imagine, saying, hey, that worked really well last year. It seems like people really like them. Maybe we should do something different this year. Maybe like, maybe it's not holiday cups. Maybe it's something else, you know? Like, (laughs) 
it just like it doesn't work that way they know that it works they know people get excited about it every year they know that even if they take a slightly different approach to keep it fresh and new and exciting that it's just part of how they run their business it's just like those drinks get released around that time every year like sign me up for a peppermint mocha I'm there but like that is like that is how that business works and that is how they have that compound effect like I'm sure more people know about the Starbucks holiday drinks and the Starbucks holiday cups this year than they ever paid attention to the first time they did that and that's just such a good example so that we can see how that compound effect can actually happen and how you don't actually have to change up like that much or make it that complicated to see bigger results in your business. I was also talking to a client yesterday about this and we were talking about how she was saying she's really looking to grow her income this coming year and how that's really the goal. And she was talking about how she thinks that she's going to have to work more to make that happen. And I really pushed back on that thought because I think that this is like one of those things where we think like, okay, well, like I definitely have to work more because more time in equals more money. And look, I'm not saying that that isn't like true across the board, right? I think that for the most part, if you like the results you get when you have more time to pour into your business in the beginning versus like only being like growing it on the side and only having certain amount of hours to pour into it. Like I do think there's something to be said there where sometimes having more time to pour into the business is valuable, right? But I can also see how she has worked on getting that repeatable process down. She has raised her rates. She has really done the work. She scaled immensely over this past year. Like she has done the work so that she is in a position to grow, even if we change nothing about the strategy. And I think that's such an interesting thing to look at because the way that is set up will compound over time, will have that compound effect, will start seeing those results compound even more than they already have. And that is just so incredibly valuable to look at and to know because most of the time what happens is busy feels safe for a lot of us just because of a lot of societal programming, because we think that like busy staying busy, having a full schedule, working really hard must be the thing that leads to more money in the business. And when you can really look at that and say, you know what, even if I change nothing about my business this year, apart from maybe raising rates, my business is already in a position to grow. That is like a mind blown moment. (laughs) And it's so helpful to look at because think about it. You've raised your rates. You probably are getting better and quicker at what it is that you do. You are probably getting more word of mouth referrals than you were in the past. You're probably having even better client results, whatever that looks like for you. All of those factors contribute to your business growth. So by allowing yourself to lean into the offers you already have, the marketing strategy you already have, 
all of the things you have in place, that foundation that you worked so hard to build, the way you leverage that for that compound effect so that you can see bigger results is by continuing to do that thing. So I hope this was helpful to you because I think thinking about business in this kind of repeatable process, rinse and repeat way, is just such an important nugget. Like it is such an important mindset shift when it comes to growing and making more money in your business and really seeing that compound effect happen so that you can get those big results that you desire in your business. And by the way, this applies to life as well as business. So if there is another area of your life where you are thinking that you need to like change up the strategy or something like that, like I even think of it, I know I mentioned running, but I even think of it as it relates to like you know, I've been doing a lot of strength training. So like, as it relates to strength training, and as it relates to like other things in life, most of the time, we don't need to change up the strategy, we just need to stick with it long enough for those compound effect to take place so that we can see the results we're after. So I hope this was helpful to you. I hope it was like as mind blowing to you as it was to me when I first heard it. I think the book that this whole compound effect concept is based on is by Darren Hardy. So if you're looking for more insight as to exactly how the compound effect works or how you can really apply this to your own life and business, that would be where I would start there. And again, the Brooke Castillo Life Coach School podcast episode that this is based off of is episode 236. So if you're looking to go deeper on this, definitely head over there. But again, what I really want you to take away from this is that the strategy can stay the same. The strategy can stay exactly where it is in your business, the marketing strategy, the offer you're looking to sell, all of that kind of stuff. And you just get to get so freaking good at selling that over and over and over again so that you can get bigger results in your business. So as always, if you love this episode, I would be so, so grateful if you would log on to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. I also absolutely love seeing you share screenshots of this episode over on Instagram. So be sure to tag me at Amanda Joyce Weber. I love resharing those. I love knowing that you guys are listening and seeing what's resonating with you. So if this episode really hit home for you, please let me know. I just absolutely love getting that feedback. So as always, if you are looking to take this work to the next level, if you know that your mindset has been holding you back from seeing bigger results in your business, this is what I love supporting around. And this is why so many of my clients have their biggest income months when we work together is because we really combine both the mindset and the right actions in your business so that you can see bigger results. And I just freaking love helping you with that. So I offer a totally free sincere sales coaching call. That is a free 30 minute call where you and I sit down and get to the root of your biggest mindset challenge around sales so that selling can stop feeling icky and you can start closing more of them with more ease. So If you are looking to build your business this coming year, if you want to land more clients with more ease, if you're just looking to land that first or next client in a way that feels good, this is the call for you and I would absolutely love to support you. So you can head over to amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales and I only do a few of those each week. So be sure to grab a time that works for you. So 
I hope you guys have an amazing holiday. I think this is launching around the holiday season or uh, going live around the holidays. So I hope that it is just everything that you need and just like a beautiful time of the year for you. And that this is just like such a good time to reflect on this past year and what you're looking to create in the coming year. So as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for continuing to be a supporter of the podcast. And I just am so grateful for you tuning in week after week. All right, guys, happy holidays. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. So sometimes this like constant hopping from strategy, oh my goodness, words, Sometimes this constant hopping and hopping, hopping, oh my gosh. Okay, we're going to try this again.